I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Good Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully you're having a good day or had a good stretch of days over the last few days. For those of you paying attention on YouTube, just saw me take my retainer out so I don't sound like I have a retainer in my mouth when I speak. So there was that. And it is episode 42. And with that being said, we're going to jump into this date in history, July 17th. History has its July 17th, 1955, Disneyland, the first of two theme parks built at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, opened to the public. Walt Disney, the visionary behind Disneyland, aimed to create a magical place where adults and children and their imaginations could soar. Disneyland, known as the happiest place on earth, has since welcomed millions of visitors from all around the world and has become a cultural icon, not just in the United States, but globally. The creation of Disneyland marked a significant evolution in amusement parks and heralded the birth of the modern theme park. It said it set new standards for family entertainment and transformed the concept of recreational parks around the world. Over the decades, Disneyland has grown and evolved, with new attractions being added, making it a place of continuous innovation and wonder. The park's creation can also be seen as a milestone in the entertainment industry, influencing numerous other parks that have been developed since then. It has also played a significant role in American pop culture. History has its now they went woke. Go woke, go broke, even though they're making billions of dollars a year. So whatever you want to say about that. All right. So being that it's Monday, we're going to do our Military Monday segment where I go over some things about the military, what to expect, how life is like, and all the shit that goes into it. So bear with me as we motor through. I got some feedback over the weekend that the listeners who enjoy this podcast have said they enjoy that it's under 20 minutes because of their commute, their lifestyle, their work, or there's just their life in general, that they appreciate that it's in between 15 and 20 minutes. So we're shooting for 15 today. Hopefully we get it. I'm going to have to cut some things out, maybe turn the silence detection up a little bit and really uh, motor through this thing. So Military Monday, what are we talking about, right? So in the military, there's this common phrase that we all use. And I'm sure if you know anybody in the military, they've probably said it once or they've hinted at it, they've inferred it, but it's the term embracing the suck. So embracing the suck, a common military term, it's a mental tactic that encourages individuals to accept, face, and thrive in situations that are difficult, uncomfortable, challenging, or even miserable. (laughs) Sounds like every day. The idea is to accept the hardship as a reality and then push through it rather than try to avoid it or wish it away. The suck refers to any situation that is particularly tough or grueling. It could be anything from physical discomfort, like enduring extreme weather conditions during training, to emotional distress, like being away from family or friends for a long period of time. So embracing the suck, what is it, right? And I'm going to preface this whole thing saying that some of it sounds just like being in like elementary school. There's other things that are serious. 
But embracing the suck is basically just like the military lifestyle. It's just kind of how everything goes because at the end of the day, no matter what, the government owns 50.1% of you. So 49.9% of you wants to go do something like not go to work or travel outside of the country. And big old Uncle Sam is going to be there and say, no, the fuck you're not without asking permission first. So the entire lifestyle is built around you have to ask permission to do a lot of things, which sucks. So it's not all bad, though. I enjoy it. There's parts I enjoy and there's parts I don't enjoy. But for example, here's an example of embracing the suck. Abruptly getting told to come into work early, stay late, or work on your day off. This has happened to me way more than I want, that I've ever anticipated it would happen, especially when you have a set schedule that's made months in advance. It's always baffling to me when they're like, hey, we need you to come in today, even though it's your day off. It's been better since I've been in New Jersey, since we work Monday through Friday. But back at my old job, this, w- this shit would happen at least once a month where we need you to stay late, come in early, work on your day off, or a combination of all the above. There was one time And this was the worst thing that's ever happened to me in the military. Easily the worst thing. Actually, here's two examples. (laughs) So, I mean, there's probably like 15 if I really dig into it, but two examples that that I can get off. So the first one is when I was a young airman. I was about, I was in for like two years maybe two and a half at this point. Um, yeah, I was in for I think like two years at this point. I was an honor guard, right? So honor guard, they, they do military funerals and military celebrations and promotions and stuff. But for the main part, for the most part, we did funerals. And there's a two-week training when you get sent to this thing. And they'd say it's intense, but I'm like, how intense could it be? You know, like, I'm a hotshot airman, you know, and how bad could it be? This sucked. This was the worst thing I've done. This was easily the worst thing I've did in my military career up to that point. So it was two straight weeks every day, 14 straight days, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., sometimes going to like 8 p.m. You'd come in, you'd be marching around, you'd be flipping rifles around, you'd be getting yelled at, screamed at. They lock you in a fucking room with the music blasting and a strobe light, and you have to like repeat this phrase that you're supposed to say during a funeral. And the whole point of it is to like, you don't get distracted. That's the whole point of this whole thing. But it's 14 straight days of this, and then you're like certified to go to these funerals. So after those 14 days, you would think you had a break, right? Nope, you jump right into the funerals the next day and the ceremonies and stuff. So it turned out to be 27 straight days of work with no day off in the middle. And these are, you have to drive to these funerals. So some of them are four hours away, four hours there, four hours back. That's eight hours of driving. Plus you have to get there two hours early and then the ceremony lasts another hour. So like you're spending 14, 15, 16 hours a day doing this shit. It got to the point where we were outside and this is when I, because at first I'm like, I'm not going to sound like a pussy and report this thing. So we're at this funeral in South Carolina in July. It's 98 degrees, 100% humidity. It's like an oven. There's no breeze, nothing. And we're wearing our blues. Like we're wearing, it's like wearing a business suit outside, dark blue tie, gloves on, black shoes, standing out in the sun while this funeral's going on. And uh, the girl behind me, I hear her like breathing kind of funny. And we're not supposed to like turn or do anything, right? I hear her hit the deck. She just fucking collapses. <laughs> she hits the ground and I turn. I look at her. I'm like, oh shit. And I turn forward again. And then my, my vision starts getting blurry. I pass out. So then the other people are trying to get us up because this is the middle of a funeral going on. People are watching this happen, dropping like flies. I get back to the van, turn the AC on. I chug some water. I'm like, what the fuck? I go back and I get yelled at for fainting. I didn't get it. Do you need help? Do you need to go see a nurse? Do you want to go to the doctor? Nothing. I got yelled at for fucking fainting in a 98 degree heat. So then I was like, I got to report this to somebody. And I called my old supervisor. I'm like, hey, there's something to seem right here. 
and it ended up being fixed. But I already worked those 28 straight days. So it didn't really get fixed. I just had a day off the next day. So that was one. The second one was when I was on the doing my weather job. And uh, I had work at 6.30 that night. So I was off six. I had to work 6.30 or 4.30 to 12.30. That was my shift. 4.30 in the afternoon till 12.30 at night. And I get a call around three saying, don't come in until six. We're going to need you to stay until 6 a.m. And I'm like, what the fuck? We'll tell you about it later. I'm like, so am I coming in at 4.30? And they're like, we don't know yet, but come in at 4.30, but be prepared to stay until 6 a.m. I'm like, what the fuck? And they hang up the phone. So I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? So I'm like already ready to go to work. You know, like I'm already dressed. I'm good to go. Show up. And they're like, yep, we're going to need you to stay until this, the next shift comes in, but we can't find anybody because someone leaked information on an unclassified network. And it was on this, this computer that you guys use. And it was these users and it was all the weather people. So we didn't have enough weather people until about like 2 a.m. when someone came in and relieved me. So it wasn't a full 12 hour shift, but I was anticipating to stay there until 6 a.m. and work a full like 16 hour shift because of that. So, but then there's been multiple times where I've gotten called in on my day off or told to stay late, just stay indefinitely and shit like that. So that's the first one. Second one, having to ask permission for basic shit like, can I go out to my car and make a phone call or can I leave five minutes early today? So it's just a basic thing. Like you have to ask permission to do shit. And as you progress up through the ranks, you don't really need to do it anymore, but you still kind of do it. It's still like in the back of your mind. You have to like kind of let somebody know where you go. You can't just disappear. So that's another one. And then calling the doctor or any kind of thing you need to make an appointment for. And they tell you, we don't have an appointment until October. And then you realize it's mid-July. Like, so thanks for that. Another example of embracing the suck is watching a Hellfire missile obliterate 15 people across the world in real time. Another one is when someone says, hey, I know it's 95 degrees outside, but we're going to run three miles. So get ready. And you're like, I just ate a fucking burrito. I didn't know we're supposed to be running today. And they're like, you should be able, you should be prepared to run no matter what. What if, what if the enemy comes into this base right now? You need to start running. And I'm like, I don't think they are, but I guess we have to run now. And then you're outside running 95 fucking degrees out. You're running in the heat. It's hot. Obviously you're sweating burrito. You smell like Mexican food and you have to do it. So there's that. Another one, this one always weighs on me the most is when you can't go home because you have to work or they just don't allow it or they're like, no, you can't go home. Sorry. And you end up missing things like weddings, births of a child, any kind of party, get together, important events, basically funerals is they tell you, nope, sorry, you can't go home this weekend or you can't go home this week or you can't take leave. That one usually sucks the most, especially because you get used to being alone, I guess, which sounds depressing, but you get used to like not being around. And like, again, you make the most of it. You embrace the suck. You're like, I'm going to make the most of this. Even though the situation sucks, I'm still going to make the most of it. So when you anticipate to go home and you're like, I'm ready to go, like COVID was a good example of this. Like that shit sucked. I couldn't, I didn't go home for like a full year. And that was probably the longest I haven't been home in my entire military career. And it just sucked because it was like indefinite. Like we don't know when you can go home. And even when I did go home, they made me fill out all these forms and I had to take pictures of myself wearing a mask and I couldn't leave the house supposedly, even though I did. So whenever they tell you you can't go home, you can't do something, especially if it's like if it's like a uh, funeral for like a grandparent or a close family friend, right? They don't allow you to take leave. If it's like a close, if it's a like an immediate family, like mom, dad, brother, sister, yeah, you can go home. They'll give you like free time to go home and do that shit. But if it's like a grandparent, cousin, aunt, uncle, they just don't give a shit. Like they're just like, oh, so 
sorry. You can put in leave, but it can also get denied because it's so sudden, right? You don't plan on that shit to happen. It just happens. And you're like, hey, I need to go home tomorrow. I'm going to put in leave. And like, sorry, can't do it. Someone else has leave or you have to put it in earlier. And it's just, if you have really bad leadership, they'll still, they'll really fuck you over on that stuff. So another one is since he or she were, since he or she were 15 minutes late, now everyone's going to stay an extra hour today. That one's the buddy fucking one. That one is where you get the worst leader in the world. You get the worst boss, supervisor, whatever you want to call them. And they punish, they do group punishment shit because they want everyone to feel bad. And their thinking behind it is you should correct that person amongst each other. I shouldn't have to do it. So since you guys didn't do it originally, now we all have to suffer. And they'll happily sit there and they'll make the worst of it. They'll be like, oh, well, we're going to stay for an hour and I don't give a shit what you guys do, but you have to stay. And you could sit there and just twiddle your thumbs for an extra hour because someone was 15 minutes late to something. I told my troops in my office, if I ever pull shit like that, they can literally punch me in the face. Like, I understand if someone's late, like I can discipline that one person. I can give them paperwork, talk to them. You know what I mean? I can handle it. I'm not going to ever punish the entire group for what one person did. It's just a shitty way of doing things. But it happens and it happens pretty frequently, especially if it's they'll be like, oh, you need to watch out for your wingman type of thing. Like if the person I sit next to comes back late from lunch, like, where is he? I'm like, I don't know. We didn't go to lunch together. I went to the gym. He went somewhere else. Oh, you don't know where he is? No. All right. Now you're both are going to stay late. It's like, what the hell did I do? It's like, you should have been looking. You should have been looking out for your airmen at that time. And then you're like, all right, well, fuck it. And you're like pissed off, but you're like, there's nothing you can do. You just got to take the L and keep it moving. And then getting told no, just no. There's just, sometimes you just get told no and there's no explanation. That's it. Just no. Like, can I? No. And you're like, all right, I'm not going to ask anymore. Sorry. And I usually, if I say no to somebody, it's because it's for a good reason. I don't really tell, just say no because I'm a dick. I'm like, no, you can't do that because we have to do something in like a half hour. So unless you could be back in a half hour, then no. I had a kid ask me last week if he can leave early on Friday to play Magic the Gathering. I said yes, but I also said if you're late at any point during this week, you can't go. Sure enough, he was late like two days later and didn't end up going. And he's like, oh, it got canceled anyway. I'm like, well, you weren't going to go, so it didn't matter because I told you. I said yes, but then I said if you're going to be late at any point during this week, then you can't go. So that's usually how I think a good person should do it. But again... Everyone tells me I'm naive and I trust people too too much because I'm going to get dicked over one day. But it hasn't happened yet. And then this one, everyone has this problem in the military. Don't fucking tell you. Don't let them tell you they don't. Not sleeping because you're worried up worried about being late the next day, so you stay awake instead. <laughs> that one happens to literally every. It happens to me at least once a month where I can't sleep just because I can't sleep. Like it's like one of those nights you just can't fall asleep. You had too much caffeine, too much sugar before bed, something like that. And then you look at the time, it's like one, one thirty, and you're like, fuck, if I sleep now, I have to be up at five thirty to get to get to PT at six thirty. So I might as well just stay awake. And you're like, oh fuck it, I'll just stay awake. And about four o'clock hits, you're like, damn, this is a terrible idea. And then you're like, I have two options, either sleep for an hour and feel like shit all day, or just feel like shit all day. So I usually error on the side of I'm just going to sleep for like an hour and a half and just be miserable the entire day and get like 1200 milligrams of caffeine in my system and just fucking fight through it again embrace the fucking suck so I'm sure there's plenty of more topics and plenty more situations that people say you just got to embrace the suck but overall I said it in the beginning and I'll say it again I love my job in the military I love being in the air force it's fucking great again it's like you're thriving in a shitty situation sometimes but I haven't gotten dicked over to the point where I'm like hey man this I'm done like I'm checked out and it's not like you can quit anyway they have your ass or as long as your contract says they have your ass. So it's not like, hey, I'm sick of this place. I'm gonna put my two weeks in and just go somewhere else. Like I still have four years left. So I might as well make the most of it, right? If I'm sitting there 
miserable every day, that four years is going to feel like an eternity. But it could suck and you take it one day at a time. And that's what I tell everybody at work too, all the younger women especially, because they get worked up about stupid shit. I'm like, look, in a week, two weeks, you're going to forget about all this shit that just happened. Like, yeah, today sucks. I'm sorry. I'm here to help. But in a week or two, something good's going to happen. You're going to forget all this shit that's going on. But then there are those people that are just miserable and they're like, well, I can't get a job anywhere else. So I have to stay in. And it's like, they bring down the mood of every person around you. And I'm sure this happens in every job. And it would happen at restaurants when I worked in restaurants. The post office, everybody in there was miserable. So there was never a good day. But there's always that one person that is just miserable to be around. It happens. And they're not even embracing the suck. They're just bringing everybody down to their level. So those people you can't really help. But anyway, we're at the 21 minute mark. I'm sure with silence detection and all this stuff, I'm going to get it down to about 17 minutes, maybe 1647. We'll see. But with that being said, we're going to wrap this one up. It was a good military Monday. Um, appreciate everyone that listens. I got some feedback over the weekend, some from from some new viewers. Have some more downloads and subscriptions on Spotify and on Substack. Apple Music has been taking the cake on listeners. So if you're on Spotify, you can look it up, hold up what podcast comes right up or anywhere you get your podcast you can click on substack it'll tell you where to get it from there but uh yeah we're gonna wrap this bitch up and um we'll see everyone tomorrow let's go yankees they fucking suck by the way worst team in baseball gotta get Boone out of there i'm done finished with that guy thank god donaldson got hurt